Rattalonis, boom. Hey, Joe. You know, I am. The show started. I am Rattalonis Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast. I'm going to call it this way 1042. Nice. Yeah. March 24th, 2023. 83 degrees on this day in 1910, and four below in that flood year of 1965. And on the very next year in 1966. Yeah. 12 inches of snow on this day. Hmm. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have a sad note. Oh, oh no. Uh, Bill Stein reports that we have lost another great living American. Yesterday afternoon, Vel Filer, beloved wife of famed GL Irish crooner, Paul Filer. Oh, man. Passed away at her home on Nord Lake in Aiken. She had just turned 94 a month ago. Thanks to Rook playing Paul's rendition of Danny Boy in the St. Patrick's Day show, I was able to let... Her listen to her beloved husband's voice one last time oh, before wow. she died. Oh, cool. I hope she is listening to Paul sing in heaven today. Val was a brilliant and talented woman. She kept her sharp mind to her dying day. In her youth, she was a competition ballroom dancer. I was blessed to be at her side when she died. Good luck, Bill Stein. Well, she and Paul were great living Americans. How long ago did Rest Paul pass away? Uh, a couple years been ago? a couple of years. Oh, okay. yeah. Only on this show will we not honor you and not give you a shout-out on your birthday. But when you finally pass the veil of tears, then we'll give you the old up-nod. Right, yeah, then we'll full-fledged, <laughs> full-on, here you go. And to, to, to counter that, I have a uh, wonderful ray of hope. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's today's ray of hope. Uh, Joe, I wanted to share a wonderful ray of hope I witnessed last night, meaning... Tuesday night at the elementary school where I work as a custodian. They had their first first music concert in three years due to the pandemic shutting down the schools back in March of 2020. Part of what made it a ray of hope was what was missing. No lectures about gender, diversity, or equity issues. No speeches about the school being on stolen land. No bitching about climate change. No lunatics squawking about a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. (laughs) There was no regressive crap. Just a bunch of third graders singing songs such as Yellow Submarine, On Top of Spaghetti, Take Me Out to the Ball (laughs) Game, What a Wonderful World, You've Got a Friend in Me, and, and, uh, and Happy... New Trails? New got year. a friend in me. And Happy. That's the name of the song, Happy. Oh, happy but the biggest happy, ray happy. of hope was when the kids sang the final song of the concert, when the third grader sang, This Land is Your Land. I was literally overcome with emotion and had to fight back tears. It was the most wonderful sound my ears have heard in a long time. The kids were motioning with their hands for the audience to stand up. And by the end of the song, everyone was standing and clapping. With everything in the news so dark these days, it was nice to hear the kids sing this song. But deep down, I was a little sad because if we don't fix what's wrong, there will soon come a time when the kids won't be allowed to sta- uh, sing This Land is Your Land because that might offend someone. And as unbelievable as it is, there are places in this country right now, as I write this, 
where these kids would be shouted down in protest for singing such a song. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Ray of Hope as much as I did. Always pushing back. Jason from Invergrove Heights. Thank you, Jason. Um, This land is your land. Wasn't that the song in the news in the last two weeks, John? Yeah, uh, sometimes... uh, See, conservatives don't like that song, This Land is Your Land, because they see it as kind of a communist manifesto. Is it a thing. Pete Seeger song? Uh, Pete I, Seeger did it, I think. No, didn't This Land Huffley. is Your Land, This year, land, land is Your Land, from California to New York this Island. Is land. This from land the is Redwood Forest to the Gulf land. Stream waters, no, no, this land was get, made for you and me. you got to get the first two words uh, lines right, otherwise you miss the... Yeah, you missed the whole... Of them calling it a communist song. I'm sorry, what are the first two? This land is your land, this land is my land. Okay, get it? So it's not both your land. The second one is my. What's wrong so with that? Cons- well, nothing, but some conservatives see it as uh, an affirmation of oh, communist principles. I swear, John. I don't John, see that, I guess. There I was don't a, either, but, you know. There was a story in the last two weeks. Well, way to put a... Uh, way to drop a yeah. sea anchor on yeah. this guy's ray of hope. <laughs> Well, in the I'm last sorry. two weeks, um, there was a story in the a paper sorry, about Kenny. about this where a politician was using it, and the family of Pete Seeger was really PO'd and he, asked him to stop. The family of Woody Guthrie was PO'd. Oh, oh okay. Because I'm Woody sorry. Guthrie wrote it. Yes. Woody Guthrie, right. Yes. Uh, it was a conservative politician who used it. Yeah. And they were uh, angry about the conservative politician used it. Other conservative politicians don't like it because they see it as a communist thing. I don't know. You know, Republicans, it's just a song. Republicans have a history of choosing the wrong songs, don't they? Boy, yes. Remember, when I was yes. born in the USA. They thought it was about, yeah, we're patriots. Well, no, it's a <laughs> yeah. completely different meaning there. <laughs> kind of missed the point. Right. <laughs> well, and didn't Trump use, um, what, what song did he use that we had a laugh with on? Uh, um, whatever he used, the artist didn't laugh. want him to use it. Right. right. Uh, oh darn! Well, fortunate son. Artists. He used fortunate son at a. I don't rally. think he truly understood what that song meant. Yeah, that, that would be irony at its finest, right, right there. Well, that was the whole bit that we did. He on the was show. the fortunate son. <laughs> yeah, also. Exactly. Okay, that's Honest a great tune, by the way. There's more. You know, there's, there's more emails for Joe right there with that comment. You know, a tale of the times right now. I was just tasked with getting your information to uh, someone for a certain reason off the air. Mm-hmm. And you know that at some point, I knew by heart your cell phone number. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, I, I couldn't. I had to go to your contacts and find out what your cell number is. Mm-hmm. 555-1212. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. I, you've had the same phone number since you got a cell phone 25 years ago. What are you saying? I had no idea what your number. Your number had been placed out of my mind. No, nope, and it was just under I don't Joe. know yours, and I call you once a day. I try not to that's, take that call. That's the dynamic of the cell phone. You don't remember numbers. You just go to your favorites or contact list and hit it. And my wife is listed under mom, and you guys are Kenny holding up mine. Here's how I have Joe in my <laughs> in my head. Such question mark. Such <laughs> question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he calling me? Right. What does he want? You know, and I, I think it's. I think I'd like to let the listeners in on that. This is what I deal with. I deal with the people I work with. When I call them, they don't answer the phone because they're afraid they'd have to do something. When he when he calls me, that's, that's when he true. calls me, I don't have him in here as Joe. I have him in here as more work. And more work comes up. <laughs> more, so that's why I don't work. answer. No, Rick, you have it as unlisted. Unlisted, right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. 
almost a, I could almost do a positive Thursday. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, I can't. Oh, so darn I, it. <laughs> Way to tease us. Faded fast. Do you recall that uh, Paul Root in Buffalo was uh, praising his representative, Mar- Representative Marion O'Neill, in the legislature because she responded to him in rational, sensible ways? And he's offering another example of that. He writes, another good update from the only representative who actually represents me, Paul in Buffalo, and apparently she has a newsletter that she sends out to her constituents. Last week, I helped stop potential fraud on yet another Democrat bill, House File 1440, which was passed off of the House floor last Thursday, appropriated $50 bucks for existing homelessness prevention and assistance programs. While we were hearing this bill in Ways and Means Committee, I caught some language in the bill that would have made it ripe for fraud and worked with the bill's author to amend it by deleting the language below. And here's what she deleted. Mm. If the agency determines that the metropolitan area is in need of additional support, to serve households that are homeless or at risk of homelessness, the agency may grant funds to entities other than counties in the metropolitan area, including but not limited to nonprofit organizations. Well, good for this Representative Marion O'Neill. Her antenna was raised. Wait a minute. That's food fraud-like. Right. You're going to allow anyone to come in here and start applying? And she also uh, had deleted, in circumstances where more than one grantee operates in a given graphic, geographic area, uh, and the printer went out on me. Uh, but anyway, she was good for her. She was, uh, she was on top of that, and, and we should... Uh, and responded properly. And she also notes in her newsletter to her constituents, Representative... O'Neill, this week I signed on to a letter written by Representative Peggy Scott to the majority leader and Speaker of the House that asked for clarification on the nearly $500 million allocation for the renovation and expansion of the state office building. We believe in transparency transparency and fiscal responsibility, both of which seem to be forgotten on this project. I didn't. Were you guys even aware that we're contemplating a $500 million uh, remodel and expansion of the state office building? Uh, Half a billion dollars. I thought they just did some recently. And she notes, what is the current status and total cost of the renovation? Are the most recent planning, design, and cost documents available for the public? What is the total additional square footage to be added? Will the average size of lawmaker offices change under the current plan? Is the current plan designed to accommodate an increase in the number of staff? What lower cost alternatives to improve safety and systems in the existing building have been or are being considered compared to the grandiose plans revealed to the public in December of 2022? Uh, The response from the speaker to Representative Scott and those of us who signed the letter simply stated, thank you for your note. We will get a meeting on the calendar for you to get an update from the professionals who have been retained to analyze the life, health, and safety issues associated with the state office building and to propose plans to address those. This is a disappointing answer to say the least. 
When the state is spending a half billion dollars on one building, the public deserves full transparency and accountability. Thank you, Representative huh. Marion O'Neill. Yeah. I wish they were all like you. And Peggy Scott is a garage logician. I know her. Yes, she is. She is my rep, as a matter of oh, fact. Okay. Good for Peggy and Mary. Yes. Then, she was on the board of Second Stork for a short while. Well, wonderful. No, really. Yeah. As always, Marion notes, uh, if you need assistance on an issue pertaining to state government or have concerns or ideas about legislation, my office is available to you, and I'm going to choose to believe that. I, I'm going to believe no that not she, to. that's not BS. Right. You can email me and or call me. You can also write a letter, and then she gives all the addresses and phone numbers. I'll take a letter. Well, that's you know. she's out Buffalo way, Maple Lake. Yep. Maple Lake, and uh, good for her. And lucky, lucky people that have her as a. Is that, uh, uh, does that equal your representation in the old capital city there, Brock? <laughs> My rep, uh, uh, Dave Pinto, does not come up much. Uh, he doesn't uh, knock doors on uh, Maine over there. No, not really. Well, not, not really. It's Feeling almost. Oh. I was going to say it's a lot like the newspaper. He's not here. Right. Where is he? <laughs> I do have a fraud update from the center of the American experiment. Okay. Uh, it's been over a year since the FBI first raided the now infamous Feeding Our Future nonprofit. Ever wonder what happened to the people who stole two hundred and fifty million bucks in free free food funds or what exactly they spent the money on? Tune in live, GLers, Thursday, that'll be a week from the night, March thirty at seven PM for the long awaited update to the Feeding Our Future scandal. Bill Glan will cover the latest indictments, who's been charged, 60 total, and what the fraudsters bought with the stolen funds. His personal favorite, a laundromat, which was used to launder money. But make good sure, afternoon, everybody. Uh, make sure to have your questions ready. He'll do a live Q&A right after the update. Uh, now, I'm embarrassed to say... That must be just on the center of the American site. Would that be a I'll reasonable conclusion? So center of the American Experiment dot org, and uh, I'd like to remind myself to watch that. That that should be uh, interesting. Uh, Bill Glan is an adjunct policy fellow with the center. Uh, prior to joining American Experiment, he was a research consultant for the Minnesota House of Representatives. He served as a deputy commissioner of commerce in Governor Tim Pawlenty's administration. Uh, he worked for, as a management consultant for 17 years following a stint working for the Federal Reserve. It will be a webinar at 7 p.m. on their website. Thank it's going to be live streamed. Yes. And the website for GLers is? AmericanExperiment.org. I'll link it to, the, you please. to the show page today. Please. Today is the 24th. No, I'm sorry. Today is the 23rd. One week from today, 7 p.m. Oh, poop. Well, I announced the show wrong. This is the 23rd of March, not the 24th. 3-23-23. Start over? Yeah. Should we start over? 3-23-33. That doesn't change the podcast number. And it does appear that you have to register for for this particular uh, event on their the, uh, on their website and I'll link it to the GL page for the webinar is that correct yes sir yes sir. all right yes yes have yes. you seen the footage i can't remember where i saw it this morning of the um, the black female appearing in front of the legislature telling them not to go forward with ethnic studies um, yes and you know who it was don't you is that coffee yes 
Okay. I mean, Can't we play it? I, I have it. I didn't I know, know if it was going to come I, up today. Uh, the mole It's backflip wonderful. It's everything you've been saying. Well, let me... let me. Well, do you want to do this and then come back Let me it? do an ad, cause just because it's my buddy, Scott Mueller. Yeah. And then I want to get my phone and I can set this up. Uh, it's coffee. Perfect. Right. Uh, I'm talking about Mueller Memorial. Uh, Scott's written a book called What to Know Before You Go. Here's the deal with Mueller Mortuaries, Mueller Memorial. They take these very difficult situations and they smooth it out. They're going to help you with this. He's, this is the third generation. The Muellers have been handling these affairs for people for many, many years in St. Paul. I knew Dad Al. Al Alan Connie. Alan Connie. They lived with my in-laws. Uh, I've known the Muellers. They were neighbors. I've known them for a long time. This is a difficult time in your life, uh, but the Mueller Memorial will make it uh, make it more comfortable, if that's the right word. They've been doing this for 75 years. They take care of the difficult details. They create the perfect event to honor your loved one and bring families together. Not to... Not to get maudlin, but to celebrate lives that have been well-led. Celebrate, not just to grieve, but a celebration of life. Celebrate lives that are well-led. And, 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 you know, he realizes uh, this is not a fun thing to deal with, but when you learn more about what's involved, you understand it doesn't have to be overwhelming and frightening. And, uh, again, I would reference Scott Mueller's book, What to Know Before You Go. He answers most of the commonly asked questions about death, grief, and funerals. This is Mueller Memorial. Go to Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, MuellerMemorial.com to learn more. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. I'm just going to start playing. <laughs> A bumper yeah, let's song. go. Good idea, Chris. Cinnamon girl. La, 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 la. <laughs> this guy wears many hats, <laughs> just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Bring that down. I need to. Uh, I need to go acapella here. Bring that down. You're driving in your oh car God. on the way to Schoonover Body Works in yeah, Auto Care. Da, 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 da. They're on Lexington and Shoreview. Do, 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 do. I can't, I can't do Dear it. God. <laughs> Obviously, we gave Mike Schoonover the day off because he would not tolerate that. I'll say. <laughs> Schoonover no, he's Body a much work. better singer than you. <laughs> way better. Uh, they're up on E and Lex and Shoreview. Uh, he's the third generation owner we usually find mike in the shop in the office picking up delivering vehicles uh and supervising the construction uh, the expansion project and then dealing with us the public 
but even than that, that uh, Mike and his staff, they're going to go to bat for us with our insurance company. This is one of the things we all love about going to Schoonovers. Uh, they, they fight the insurance company for us, and they keep us in the loop for the entire process. That's why when you choose Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, you're choosing one of the best, one of the highly rated uh, repair shops in the Twin Cities. And by the way, those body repairs they do for all of us, guaranteed for as long as we own the vehicle. That is absolutely amazing. A wonderful uh, staff, a great shop up there. They've, uh, tre- I think they've t- taken care of all of us here at GL. That's why they're the official body shop and auto care shop of Garage Logic. We're talking schoonoverbodyworks.com. I believe it's being advocated by the uh, regressive dominated legislature that uh, the schools in Minnesota should teach critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And they believe it should be required in all K-12 schools. And it's an omnibus education bill. House file what? Uh, 1269. Now, do we know, was Coffee testifying yesterday? This video surfaced yesterday. This is Coffee Monster. Uh, she spoke Tuesday, March 21st. All right, Tuesday. This is Coffee. We've had her on the air. She's a Roseville mom. She's a lawyer by trade. She is uh, a GLer. And here is her uh, speaking to our state legislature. My name is Coffee Monska. I'm an attorney, wife, and mom to three boys, two of which are in high school. This bill requires that schools teach ethnic studies starting in kindergarten, and I'm against this. You might ask, why in the world would a black person speak against ethnic studies? Because not everything that sounds good is good. The definition of ethnic studies right there in the statute says that there's a connection between a person's race and their stratification. The bill tells kids of color that they are stuck in a caste system based on their race. It also tells kids, and I quote, that institutions chronically favor white people and disadvantage people of color. I'm sick of everyone denying the enormous progress we've made in this country, acting like it's 1930. We used to have a race-based system. We got rid of it, and now you're all trying to bring it back. This curriculum will not help kids of color succeed. All it does is remove any reason to try. And I repeat that, it removes any reason to try. And this is not some theoretical crap. This stuff happens, these messages are very harmful. Just last month in my high schooler's band class, the teacher took 20 minutes at the beginning of class to talk about anti-racism. He told the kids to look around. And then he said, the black boys in the school would likely not live to retirement because of racism and the police. Another furious kid of color recorded this conversation. And so I was able to hear it for myself with my own ears. If this law is passed, teaching this hopelessness to kids of color will be mandated started in kindergarten. And I can see why you white proponents of this bill might support it. It's not your kids being told that they can't succeed and you get to shed some of your white guilt in the process. But you legislators of color, how can you? You made it despite the invisible boogeyman of systematic racism. You were voted in by a majority of white people. You hold some of the most powerful positions in this state. Yet you wanna tell my kids and other kids of color that they can't succeed? It's shameful, it's terrible. I ask that you please vote against this bill. Thank you for this opportunity. You know what she did? How hard can you clap for that? I mean, but they didn't. I know, but I want to. The what she did is give them her a piece of her mind, telling them that they were making her children less, less than. than. 
which is what you've been begging for years. And she she does. I love this woman. She, uh, you'll recall her own story is incredible. Yes. Came up hard, Scrabble Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I possibly add to her eloquence? Nothing. Now, will these... Will it make a difference? Will it make a difference? Right. Because we all probably know the answer to that. She nailed it. It's The, the reason bills like this pass is because of white guilt. Mm-hmm. Florida. Let's go to Florida for oh, a moment. Oh, goody. Well, you've got a picture of the governor grandstanding on the front page of the Minneapolis paper today, boasting about how Minnesota is a progressive state and we welcome all all progressive ideas. Again, uh, please someone tell me how that's improved the state. I'm adding to my list. I'll read that in a moment. Uh, Walls, Walls tout state as progressive refuge. And he's talking about, apparently he has one of those little free library kiosks in front of his office. Very right. cute. And he uh, he picked up copies of the the lead is uh, Governor Tim Walls picked up copies of literary classics including Lord of the Flies and of Mice and Men off a table of books Wednesday before reading uh, before reaching for Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale a dystopian novel about a patriarchal group that overthrows the federal government we are keeping this fully in the fiction section of Minnesota Walls said holding up his selections before tucking them inside a little free library, a book exchange box he parked in the lobby outside his office. Let's be very clear. Minnesota's Democratic governor said, these books are banned in the state of Florida. That's where freedom goes to die. Okay, I spent a lot of time this morning. They're not banned in Florida. Those titles are not banned in Florida. He's lying. They're not banned in the state, but they are banned in some school districts. And only in some. Correct. And you might agree or disagree, John, but what I'm finding is if they are banned in some school districts, (coughs) excuse me, and not others, it's because some school districts, given the the enormous bureaucracy we have in the country, uh, they're confused about whether something should be banned or not based on the bill that was passed in, in Florida. Yeah, it's a, it's a the story goes a little deeper than just saying the book is banned or not banned. Right. Uh, you, you, the law that was passed makes it a third degree felony for media specialists or teachers who have a book that's deemed obscene. The problem is, a lot of the they'll get one complaint from a parent in a lot of right. districts. That book is gone. Right. I read one, that. One I, complaint. There are Unreal. many. There are many counties in Florida where. There are no banned books whatsoever. Correct. And there are many counties in Florida where one complaint has resulted in a book being taken up. But Walls is lying when he tells you these have been banned in Florida. They have not. He didn't use the word in schools, John. He just said in Florida. Those books are not banned. Yeah, that definitely is incorrect. He's lying, and he's getting very comfortable lying. He lied yesterday when he said, we reached stealing your surplus through compromise. No, you didn't compromise with anybody. Stealing your surplus. In today's story, it's it's a non-story. It is. It really is. I I went and found, and now you wonder where I went to to, uh, fact check this. Well, I went to Reuters. Florida has not banned 
25 book titles, including John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men and Harper Lee's To Killing Mockingbird for being woke, despite the claims of social media users. The list has been shared widely online, while some users claiming the titles have been banned in schools and libraries across the state. And what you have is the usual Hollywood set. Uh, you have actor Mark Hamill. Well, who the f- Oh, right. I'm driving in Careful. my car. I should on the radio. <laughs> I almost got a Mark in Hamill the car. was Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. 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 My actor Mark Hamill you shared the list. The bleep he was. <laughs> on Twitter with a caption that reads, "This also works nicely as a recommended reading list." So Mark Hamill is telling us how enlightened he is. Uh, the Sounds list, like he's in another they're, galaxy they're far, not, far away. They're not banned. And then I went to Education Week. W-E-E-K. Is that oh, good enough for you, Euphorians? I went to Education Week. There's confusion over book bans in Florida schools, and here's why. And it goes on to say the Duval County School District in Florida last month removed a book. And this is a good example of what I'm talking about. The Duval County School District in Florida last month removed a book about Afro-Puerto Rican baseball legend Roberto Clemente from library shelves. For review, the removal of the book, Roberto Clemente, The Pride of the Pittsburgh Pirates, by Jonah Winter and Raul Colon, made national news, and it was among more than a million titles the district said it is reviewing to adhere to Florida's laws restricting lessons about race and racism, gender and gender sexual identity, and requiring school librarians to review books and remove inappropriate content. The book was allegedly under review because it contained references to the racism Clemente experienced. But that's not what the bill ever intended. This month, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and Manny Diaz, the state education commissioner, blamed districts for overreacting and removing the books, such as the ones about Clemente and another major league player, Hank Aaron. Uh, and they call it, they, they, they denied reports of mass book bans in Florida, and they're correct in denying that, and did not address mass removal, re, removals and reviews of books due to state laws and Department of Education guidelines. Duval County was saying that the book was being banned, and the media was pointing to us, pointing at the governor, Diaz said. All they're trying to do is use this to create lies and attack the governor. Now, I find that to be correct, and here's why. Okay. Uh, no one in their right mind is going to ban a book about Hank Aaron or Roberto Clemente. Right. Uh, the racism that DeSantis wants reviewed is precisely what Kofi what coffee was talking about the critical race theory that makes black children believe they're locked into a caste system desantis wants to disabuse people of that notion and so those books come under review what i think is happening and we know that look at how large and unwieldy the Minnesota Department of Education is. Okay. Doesn't it stand to reason that within such a large and unwieldy bureaucracy, you would find people who say, geez, we better ban the book about Roberto Clemente so we're not in violation of the bill? 
Does that do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they're over. Yeah. They're yeah, being I too cautious. They're being too cautious. They're being way too cautious. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. Now. Yep. Do we need an anti woke bill about books? I think you need. Uh, I think you need reviews of books that purposely instruct the falsehood that black kids are less than. Do we need a state law that makes it a third degree felony to put those in your library? I think felony's too strong. Yeah. There's. Let me. Let me. If I may. Sure. And here's why I disagree with you on part of this. Mm -hmm. uh, the new uh, textbook, the Rosa Park thing, have you seen that? In I Florida? have not. Uh, there's a, a company that has to supply books, and they were afraid to name, get this, uh, Rosa Park's race as part of her story. Well, I why? think that's silly. Because of the why? bill. Kind of key there, huh? Really? Well, but I, yeah. you so, know, there is the possibility, John, that that's the way they're stabbing DeSantis. So you think the people who want the book sold are because it's the textbook publisher that's doing this? What they can't possibly? I don't buy the fact that they're afraid of using Rosa's race. Studies Weekly created a version of its lesson on parks for first graders for the state's review of Social Security's curriculum. The version regarding parks does not explicitly mention that she was black. The second version says, "quote." She was told to move to a different seat. She did not. She did what she believed was right, making no mention of race. Well, I don't know what other conclusion you can draw. Let me see if this Education Week story has the Rosa Parks. Studies Weekly is the uh, company that made the textbook. And there's other, Rook, I don't want to break your heart here, but the one I don't understand. Uh -oh. Spider Saves uh, Halloween? The Art of Racing in the Rain. Oh. I don't, I, I, I don't know why that got banned. I noted that as well. I read it. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. Well, what about uh, Kite Runner? Kite Runner. I read Kite Runner. I don't know. I enjoyed it. it. I don't know that's why in, that was banned. And that's 20, in more than one county, which is disturbing. 2023, we're sitting here discussing banning books like it's the 50s. And, and what the hell is going on? And why are we? Well, because there's a woke law Because in Florida. Florida's law specifically bans critical race theory, which Coffey was just testifying against, which we all loved her speech. Right. Which some Republican lawmakers use as an umbrella term to target equity initiatives and teachings about systemic racism. At the press conference, Diaz said critical race theory was rooted in Marxism. We don't want this in our schools because we don't want to divide our kids and teach them to hate each other or to hate our country, he said. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to oppose John only so far as to say I do believe, generally speaking, the failed academy is failed because that's become their motive operandi. They, they are failed because they are... Not all of them, of course, but they are teaching kids to hate each other and to hate the country. Do you think, yeah. uh, remember, I brought this up a month ago to you guys about the Clemente and Aaron books. We I didn't don't do recall it, you bringing that up. We did it off air. We didn't do it on oh. air. We did it off air. So I brought that up because it became this big thing all over the Internet. Right. Which, and I was surprised you guys hadn't heard about it. Do you think if this had never come up? we would have had the pushback from the governor's office there or would it I, still be banned? Okay. I have uh, on, you mean our governor? No. Uh, you mean DeSantis. DeSantis. Okay. Florida. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can't answer that. 
I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it would have just gone by the wayside, and, and those books would still be sitting on a shelf, unable to be checked out by any school kids. The recent, I, I just my view. <laughs> the recent rhetoric from DeSantis and Diaz has left teachers and librarians even more confused about what's allowed. See, I think that's their problem. Yeah. And I, what well, isn't? According to Reagan Miller, a mom and leader of Florida Freedom to Read Project, a grassroots parent group that opposes book bans. And she is saying it's confusing is the problem. She right, exactly. Well, because it's the laws are vague, needed. because the logs are, laws are vague and everybody's confused and everybody's a little scared, Miller said, everybody's hearing that there's a threat of a third degree felony. You could lose your teaching license. Nobody wants that to be them. Uh, I, and she's right. But then, you know what? It was poorly written then. The law needs to be rewritten. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and lawyers are here for, here on to, thereof. Wouldn't they, couldn't they be as specific so there's no loopholes or well, interpretations? Well, look, we just had a very small example from uh, the uh, representative out Buffalo Maple Lakeway. She caught a bill where the language opened up the possibility of people who are not state entities getting money to address homelessness. Okay, that would have been confusing. She took care of it. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing probably would have happened in this bill. Where they're not sharp people. They're uh, supposed to be. They're, but they're, they're, right, they're, but they're not. And and the bill could have been written in such a way to uh, to get rid of all confusion. There's not to, a God's chance in hell that DeSantis, I don't know much about him, but he ain't going to ban a book on Hank Aaron. Right. It just do isn't going to happen. So, see, my point is, do we need a law that tells you what books to ban in your school. Isn't this already evident what should be banned in your school and what isn't? John, the schools are full of uh, lap dances performed by drag queens. The schools are full of uh, books that, that you have. You even have school policies that make kids less than. We've fairly well established that in Minnesota. Uh, yes, my answer is, unfortunately, I understand where you're yeah. coming from philosophically, but unfortunately, how else are you going to put a rein on the people who are insistent on making it a failed academy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just... Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't jump on board with you, Such. I don't care. You don't have to. Um, and John doesn't have to. That's not why we're I'm here. I'm on board with you, Such. Go get him. <laughs> you, you guys aren't. We're not angry about the same thing here. You're not angry about what I'm angry about. I'm angry about our governor um, marketing himself in this state by inserting himself in a yeah. story that he has no business being involved in. I can, in get, I can get very easily angry about that and join you. Of course I am. Yeah, and me too. And the bigger issue, I think, is the way we talk about politicians in general uh, being, you know, clowns for the media, et cetera. That's yeah. the overall big juncture of this entire yeah. story. I mean, yeah. every angle of this story. Really. There's obviously some personal beef between these two clowns. See, I, I have another theory. I think Walls has been put to work by the Biden administration. Well, and you could say the same about DeSantis, whose plans on running for president on the Republican ticket. Well, who has he been put to work by? Well, well his own campaign. Himself and his yeah. ambition. Yeah. 
And so I think you're you. I think I love that uh, theory because I think Walls is fighting that on whose orders. I don't know. I'm willing and, to believe Biden. See, sure, why not? And here's what bugs me, and this is why I get angry. In the meantime, we have all these issues that we always talk about. For instance, crime, etc. In the meantime, we got a guy who's going to run for the presidency talking about banning books. And, right. and here's why, and holding news conferences about it. it, it see, it makes no sense to me. Well, but I hate to use this word, but it's it's more nuanced than that. He's not. He doesn't want to ban books. I look. Look, I don't know what this makes me, but I don't want books in the schools uh, breaking down. Uh, Changing your gender when you're in the third bleeping okay, grade. Well, yeah, I I agree, but that and shouldn't, you, you we don't shouldn't think need the, a law for that. Oh, but you think, John, without a law, those books wouldn't be there? But I okay. Here's They're the, there. My, my problem with this is I have a list of books here, half of which I've read that I don't understand the point of why we can't have them in a high school. Okay, let me ask you something there, Tipper Gore. What happens <laughs> when you when you ban something? What happens when you ban something publicly? Huh? Uh, it becomes a forbidden fruit. Yeah, sales go up. Everybody reads yeah. it. The, uh, one of my favorite tweets about all this, uh, Stephen King, who is, of course, a radical lefty, but his tweet was, kids, when you find that list of books they want to ban, make sure you run out and buy everything. I've been doing that since I was a little kid. Yeah. My God, I've got Mein Kampf sitting we, on my we, shelf, we, which, we is, by about, the way, is a piece of crap. Yeah. Just we for talked the, about uh, Ball Four <laughs> yesterday on here, Jim Bowden's book. I read that when I was 13. Yeah, there's no way on earth they'd let that book in a school now. I just want to make it for the record that Rook and I both also belong to Education Week. W E A K. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about? Do you want sexualization introduced to third graders? Oh, what is sexualization? Well, I had want, in you, a, in a Catholic them? grade school, Joe. I had sex education in the third grade. In no. a Catholic grade school. Oh, yes. great. Well, it was we Joseph, didn't, and I lived close Mrs. to the Sullivan, country's tallest buildings. Soul. 1967, St. Joseph's Church, Mandan, North Dakota. We Ew. had sex education Clowns. on Sunday afternoons. Listen, we didn't uh, have that. We learned about sex on the playground like you're supposed to. <laughs> well, you didn't let me finish Jerks. here. We learned in fifth grade sex education, and it was taught by all the eighth graders. Yes. <laughs> That's American right there. That's how it let, Let's leave it at this. Walls uh, is lying about the two books he references. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. The, the, Really, really he's lying. Yeah. And he's getting very comfortable at it, as you yes, said. Yes, he point, is. The point of all this is, I think I hate all politicians. That's the point. Hey, John, <laughs> yeah. remember what we did a couple of months ago on the Krabby Coffee Shop when Walls said he wanted to start marketing the state to Floridians? Yeah. We actually came up with a jingle yeah. because it was so ridiculous. And this, yeah. it looks like this is just a continuation of that ridiculous <laughs> notion. Yeah. Uh, well. Second <laughs> that emotion. Uh, maybe I'll go buy some jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, it does Custom. brighten the life, though, when you reintroduce some jewelry to your life. It's RF Moeller Jewelers at 50th and France and Edina and Ford Parkway in Cleveland and St. Paul. They've been there since the early 50s. It's multi generational, it's yeah. the best jewelry. Jewelry stores in town. I've gotten to know these people. I've. It's it's kind of weird. I'm getting to know all the people we represent. You know. Yeah. I've known them for a long time, and I uh, I haven't celebrated any anniversary, wedding, engagement, graduation, birthday, whatever, without 
without a molar reference mm-hmm. in there somewhere because they take care of their clients. Everything is done in-house, too. If you want an engagement ring designed, they do that. They have their artisans. They have uh, artisans. Artisans. They're using big words. And everything is in-house, including repair. Your stuff doesn't get put in a cardboard box and shipped off somewhere. RF molar, jewelers, diamonds, sapphires, rubies, beautiful bracelets, charms, the whole deal. I'm on the hook for a new charm. Got I had it. A, <laughs> uh, there's nothing I can do about it, but that's where I'd get it. I'm not going to go anyplace else for it. RFMolarJeweler.com. Hey, you're running out of time. Get that tax appointment booked today with the best. Linda Keller is a GLer, and you should use her for your tax season. KellerTaxService.com is her brand spanking new website, or you can book your appointment over the phone at 320-352-0013. She does have a little bit of weekend availability and also evenings for all of you people stuck at work all day. She's been at it for over 20 years and prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and business. And if you're interested, she's also perfected the virtual tax appointment via video or phone. She also offers safe document exchange options, both encrypted and secure. It's the confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. 320-352-0013. And that flat fee includes state income tax return, e-filing of all returns, and direct deposit of any and all refunds. Her goal is to take the mystery and anxiety out of the tax preparation process. Please let her know that you heard about her here on the Garage Logic podcast. Here's a man who spends hours oh, in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. This is dirty. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Temps in the mid 40s this weekend in the Twin <laughs> Cities. That snow on the way out, you better uh, better get on the old internet, professionalturf.com. You're a beautiful lawn just a click away. Uh, if you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with professionalturf.com. They've been at it since 82. They have service techs with over 20 years of experience. People that service the same routes every year so they know your lawn, in most cases, better than you do. And uh, if you're obsessive about your lawn and it's been your in-between visits with the pro turf, you know, we're talking midsummer here, you see something on that lawn you don't like. They, uh, pro turf, they've got this toot sweet policy. You get a hold of them and they'll, gonna, they'll be out right away. Toot sweet to uh, rectify that problem. Schedule yourself a free in-person lawn care analysis and an estimate right now at professionalturf.com. Once this snow is gone, a pro will come out, walk your lawn, and then come up with a slow-release fertilizer and weed control program designed for your lawn. A beautiful lawn, healthy, free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Just a click away, professionalturf.com. So, man, do you know why they offer that? Why is that, Matthew? Because they never get called back. It's a cheap trick. They never get called back. That's why they offer it. It happened to me years ago where the roommate said, I saw blah, blah, blah. And I said, no. couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Not it's n- my lawn is not my problem. Pro Turf is going to come shortly, and they're going to take care of that. And, you know, problem solved. Amen. May I tell like, you that uh, as recently as 75 years ago this month was the first tornado prediction by a meteorologist. Wow. It took place at uh, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. Uh, so it, it's amazing. 
So 75 wait, years ago, you could not predict a tornado, but they roughly were able to 75 years ago. But in just 75 years, we're able to tell you what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, what 75 years ago, what piece of machinery or program allowed these people to say... She's coming. Those giant computers like they had at the fair. Yeah, those big tele, uh, personality computers. Right, right. I just thought I'd add that as a note prior to John's news. It was America's first ever tornado warning was 75 wow. years ago this month. Here's John. Hi. Thanks, Joe. Uh, this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Now, I'm going to add an addendum to your guys' professional turf thing. I did actually have a small area I thought was crabgrass. It was very tiny. Yeah, not, not big at all. Turns I out called, it was weed. I called, I called, I called and uh, told them they were out the next day. The guy said he told me what it was. It wasn't crabgrass or something else, and he immediately, you know, put something on it, and boom, it was gone the next day. So they take care of any problem you have immediately. Your, your story, John, reminds me of Matthew's story about yes. his grandpa. His grandpa would be out in the backyard <laughs> telling the pro turf guys. Though, no, no, not leave those. No, no, no. no. Here, but leave these. I got to take care of these weeds myself. I hope pro turf is paying double. Yeah, they are. They're paying for it, believe me. Yeah, before we get to news, one sports note that just came out. Uh, the eroding economics of regional uh, sports networks made little difference to Major League Baseball last year. Teams are still very hot assets. Uh, in fact, uh, Artie M uh, Moreno, remember last year he was going to sell the Angels? He would have gotten at least $2.7 billion, according Whoa. to the new numbers. And uh, the number one team right now, the New York Yankees, are worth $7.1 billion. That's with a B. 18% more than a year ago. They do collect $143 million in cable money. They're televised on the Yes Network, the most profitable and most watched RSN in the country. Uh, Dodgers are number two at $4.8 billion, and three through five are the Red Sox, Cubs, and Giants. If you're wondering about our twins. Yeah, my next question. They're number 22, worth oh. $1.39 billion. However, that's a good number, but... Uh, they're reporting operating losses last year of $30.3 million. So they, uh, like a lot of teams, did not make any do money. Do the Polad fam, they have a GoFundMe page? Do you know why that is? <laughs> why? They're declining attendance. And why is yeah. that? They're Safety. not winning. Safety. May oh. I add a sports note? Certainly. Uh, we should note that that brave, courageous uh, Willis Towns <laughs> uh, sunk two crucial free throws last night at yep. his return after 58 games. What a what a stalwart. I hope every, people were yelling Willis at him. He's a warrior, Joe. He's a warrior, warrior isn't he? May Can I, I add a sports note? Oh, and then sure. me next. Yeah. Me next. Oh. Four o'clock, St. Cloud. Your ass is going down. I want my, uh, to add my own sports note. I stumbled <laughs> across a three-part documentary on YouTube called Last Comiskey that was shot by and produced by a fan during COVID oh. that is absolutely fascinating. It's really cool. Um, current interviews with old players, and it, I promise you, you will you will love it. Absolutely again, love it. What was it called again? Last yeah. Comiskey. I spent many a summer afternoon in that park. I was wondering about that. I was lucky enough to be there once. I um, was there on upon the. I was there during the weekend of the disco destruction. 
Really? Steve and Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Steve and Gary. They were playing the Twins then? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Well, I'd have to verify that. It My was, memory's getting a little Is it a big we don't stretched. know? <laughs> it was they did it between a double header and they had to cancel the second game because they blew a big hole in the field. Mm-hmm. I've been to um in my entire life I've been to three uh major uh, ballparks. Can you name them? Metrodome, Metrodome, Target Field, Met Stadium, and Target Field. Thank you. All right, John. Let's go here. Follow me on. Never been to a other ballpark. Oh, you should make it. You'd have to watch baseball. I'm going to three (laughs) next week. (laughs) You'd have to watch baseball. (laughs) You're such a. uh, In news, oh, I'm sorry, we're all out of time. Yes. uh, As the snow melts and flooding concerns ramp up, Stillwater is already working to protect businesses and residents along the Saint Croix River. Current projections show there's a 75 percent chance the St. Croix will reach major flood stage. Uh, Betty Nelson, a Stillwater resident, says it's a lot of work to fill up the bags and bring them all back down and start loading them. And so the city is looking for volunteers. Anyone 14 or older can sign up for sandbagging shifts. They run from 8 to 5 Monday through Thursday next week and from 8 to 2 on Friday. Minneapolis Police 3rd Precinct Headquarters at the corner of Minnehaha Avenue and East Lake Street has been closed, of course, since it burned and was looted during rioting and protests following the murder of George Floyd in 2020. The 75 officers assigned to the 3rd Precinct right now work out of a temporary office space in downtown along 3rd Street. But now the city is thinking about two options for putting the 3rd Precinct's home base back within its bounds. Minneapolis City Council Vice President Linnea Palmasano talked with her friends at 5 Eyewitness News. She said, I would say it's still a touchy subject in a lot of different ways. There are people who are upset that they don't have a police precinct that they can go to for any different number of reasons. One option right now they're looking at would be the complete remodel of the existing building. Option two would be the construction of an entirely new location, which has not been announced publicly. Palmasando said a remodeling project could cost anywhere between 12 and $18 million, while a new building would probably be two to three times more costly. The public will have a chance to give its input. Palmasano said there'll be online surveys, large community meetings, small conversations with people who maybe are not native English speakers, a lot of different ways to get parts of a pulse of the area. Palmasano said the two options will be introduced to the public next week. Can I solve this for them? Do it. Sure. Remodel. Why would you spend three times as much? Remodel uh, the current building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I just gonna, solved it for is you. Is this going to turn into light rail where they just figure they have money, so they're just going to plow through it anyway? Sure. Just remodel the current, just fix the current building. Right. The trial of Anton Tony Lazaro started yesterday. A young woman telling a federal jury in Minneapolis that she had just turned 15 in mid-2020 when she first met Lazaro. She also said Gisela Castro Medina, now 21, had befriended her on Instagram and Snapchat. The woman, who is now 18, identified in court documents as victim C, testified that Medina urged her to meet a rich friend who liked to have fun and that in early August 2020, Lazaro, now 32, sent an Uber driver to take her and three other girls, then ages 14 and 15, from a slumber party to his luxury apartment at the Hotel Ivy in downtown Minneapolis. Mm. Teen testified she did not have sex with Lazaro during the initial visit, but did on two subsequent trips to his home. Each time, she said she got drunk on hard liquor that Lazaro served her. She said Lazaro paid for the sex with $100 bills and gave her Plan B emergency contraception before sending her home. Lazaro allegedly paid Castro Medina more than 50 grand to recruit younger teens on his behalf through social media. 
After authorities arrested and charged Lazaro in August 2021, defense attorneys alleged the Justice Department targeted him for what they called selective and vindictive prosecution because of his conservative political activism and his wealth. Not if you did what they say you did. No, if he's convicted, let's hope prison justice uh, serves that guy. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the chick a St. Thomas student? Yes. I seem to recall that, yeah. She was, yeah. Yeah. A follow-up, police say Brooklyn Center Walmart off Shingle Creek Crossing saw thousands of police responses within the last five years. They, as we told you yesterday, are planning to shut the doors on April 21st there. They blamed it on financial expectations. Well, since the Brooklyn Center Walmart opened in 2012, it's been a hot spot for crime. Brooklyn Center Police said Walmart made 6,177 calls for services in the last five years. Years. That's unbelievable. And now watch, all these neighbors will say, well, we're now a food desert. Well, then you should uh, watch your, what your children do. doing. I was wondering this because when I brought this up yesterday, but why are these stores so afraid to call it what it actually is? Because they're afraid of uh, rubbing the regressives the wrong way. Uh, okay. 6,000 divided by 5 is 1,200. 1,200 divided yeah. by 365 is... 3.28 calls per day. Four <laughs> calls a day. Wow. Yeah, outrageous. Uh, Brooklyn Center Police said uh, the, that is double the number of calls compared to surrounding businesses like Super 8 and Cub Foods. Uh, for further context, police say just miles away, the Walmart in Brooklyn Park had only 1,679 calls for services in the last five years, about one-fifth of the number. The Does one Walmart have food? Center. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. The Full one that's over grocery here. Grocery store. Didn't they close? The one that's on university? Uh, uh, the one that's on university has closed, yes. That's what I thought. Okay. A while ago. Now it's a Wards house. is gone, too. It is. Monkey uh, Wards? Uh, monkey Wards. <laughs> wards, wards. Wow. So it's Sears. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Remember those uh, big Montgomery Wards doors that had the MW yep. handles? Yeah, I love Wards. Yeah. Man. The catalog. The, the prospect oh, uh, of getting a puke, a puke scooter. Always thrilled me back in the day. Okay. I never did get one. P U C H. Yep. Huh. Will puck, uh, maybe puck? I don't know. Do they you, were uh, Austrian. Do you ever um, search those? There's got to be something. I don't want one anymore. Oh, I got over that man. He's no longer uh, twelve. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll take a short break here and have more news after we hear from our pal. Mr. Kenny Olson. Well, before the news, we talked about professional turf and how they give you a beautiful lawn all season long. You want to put the finishing touch on that? Make it look, uh, make your front yard look like a country club? Pick up a Toro Zero Turn mower from Tri-State Bobcat. It'll look Mm -hmm. amazing. Along the way, you're going to drastically cut your mowing time, and you're going to have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. You'll actually look forward to mowing your lawn twice a week. Uh, And good for us, Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing right now on select previous model years. Both the Time Cutter and the Titan Zero Turn mowers, they're ranging from anywhere from 42 inches up to 60 inches. The discount's 10 to 20%. If you obsess about that lawn uh, like a lot of us do, a Toro Zero Turn will make it perfect. And I know we talked about the forecast this weekend. Just because it's going to be 45 this weekend doesn't mean we won't get 12 inches the next weekend. Tri-State Bobcat can get you into a Toro Snowblower or doing the uh, spring sale. And we're talking both the Power Clear single stage and the Power Max two-stage snowblowers at Tri-State. You'll find them at Little Canada, Hudson, and Burnsville. And absolutely the best deals of the year if you're thinking about a snowblower. It's going to snow again next winter. 
trust me. Uh, be sure to tell them you're a GLer when you swing into any one of the Tri-State Bobcat locations. Again, down in Burnsville, Little Canada, or over in Hudson. You can see everything they sell, including all of the Bobcat line, the skid loaders. Oh, my God. You'll be on this website for hours. TriStateBobcat.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Speaking of the end of the world, it is the end of the world if you are in Minnesota and your heater does not work, your furnace does not work. Well, there's only one place you should call and trust, and that's four generations, 100 years under their heating and air conditioning belt, and that's Ray and Welter Heating. Welterheating.com is the website. I'll give you the phone number in the uh, 59... A second part of this spot here, but it is so important. And don't think that because it's going to be 45 degrees and you're going to turn your heater off for the season eventually that you don't have to worry about it. It's not going to go in away if it's making any funny noises. It's going to same thing next year. So have them come out and check it out. 612 612- 825-6867. They're wonderful people. They're established. They have a history, and they're not going anywhere, and they'll fix your furnace and your air conditioning units. Welterheating.com, or once again, 612-825-6867-5960. Johnny. <laughs> We're not looking at a March opener this year, are we? Oh, heavens no. 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 We don't oh, see gosh. an opener in our near future, do we? Uh, no. What about the 31st? Uh, Unless there's a drastic change. I know. What day is that? Yesterday. Friday. Yesterday, you asked about last year. We did not have a show on the Friday of the opener last year. So it wasn't the official opener because we weren't here. Well, true. I think we declared it on social media, but we did not have a show on that particular Friday. Are any of you guys seeing grass on your yards yeah, very, very little just very the little. corners just the edges yeah. uh, it's so weird because we have a lot of uh, maple trees in our uh, on our property and there's a ring of grass why is that the ground is frozen why would the it's like it dried out next to the tree trunk by i don't yeah. know a foot and a half or so you should yeah, be I tapping those too. trees matthew i should we just talked about that last week for what That's weird that syrup oh Weird that you brought that what? up, because we have the same thing. We have rings around the trees that are this big, and they look like valleys. But then, yeah. Well, any, anyway. It's, yeah. Call me anyway. now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you got snow around your tree, you call me now. We got any arborists out there. You got uh, <laughs> Yeah, four of them right here. In other news, <laughs> approval of President Joe Biden has dipped slightly since a month ago. That nears the lowest point of his presidency as his administration tries to project a sense of stability while confronting the bank failures and inflation that remain stubbornly high. That, according to a new poll by the Associated Press, NORC Center for the Public Affairs Research, uh, which shows that there have been modest fluctuations in support for Biden over the past several months until this month. The president notched an approval rating of 38% in the new poll after 45% said they approved in February, 41 in January. Its ratings had hit their lowest point in the presidency last July at 36%, and recent months' approval had been hovering around 40%. Interviews with poll respondents suggest the public has mixed feelings about Biden, who's expected to announce a re-election bid by this summer. When it comes to the president, People generally do not swing between the extremes of absolute loyalty and aggressive loathing that have been a feature of this era's divided politics and on social media. From the gift that keeps on giving. So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor 
the women who made history throughout history, who saw what could be unburdened by what had been. Huh? You idiot. <laughs> you miserable idiot. And remember, when they were campaigning, there were lawn yard signs all over with her yes. getting top bill. Sure. Yep. Yep. Well, you remember before that how she hated Biden. Yep. During the debates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wait, rub that by me again. So during Women's History Month, right. we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout yeah. history. Okay. Who saw what could be uh-huh. unburdened yeah. by what had been. Yeah. And she has no friends that can get to her, apparently. And say you are a complete moron. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have that problem we here. Don't at all. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, we don't, and it's good that we don't. She does, and she looks like an idiot. <laughs> I just want to make it through one day without Joe calling us all idiots. Yeah. Just one day. <laughs> She's driving in her car. He turned on a radio. <laughs> A recent ranking from the nonpartisan Center for Effective Lawmaking, a partnership between Vanderbilt University and the University of Virginia, identified the least effective members of both chambers of the House and Senate in advancing legislation. Now, uh, leaders, you remember, House and Senate generally rank badly in the ratings because they don't introduce legislation, so they will show up here. But uh, let's go among House Democrats. The lowest score, uh, Representative Marsha Fudge from Ohio. She got a uh, bad name. Yeah, yeah, she does, Marsha Fudge. Uh, She actually registered nothing, zero, zero. Uh, Notable mentions include Representative Nancy Pelosi. Of course, she was serving as House Speaker. That automatically has some uh, issues attached to it. And Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, whose number put her a notch below the middle of the pack. There was a three-way tie for ineffectiveness among House Republicans between Representatives Kay Granger of Texas, Robert Elderholt of Alabama, and, uh, well, our very own Brad Finstead. Of Minnesota, uh, notable mentions, uh, including uh, included Jim Jordan, Ohio, now the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Again, he's also a leader, so he would rank low on this. In the Senate, Chuck Schumer, leader, would rank low. Uh, other Democrats ranking low: Michael Bennett from Colorado. Uh, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, a Republican from Mississippi, the least effective Republican. Uh, the most effective members, the people who actually get stuff done. It would be Republican Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska and Representative Jerry Connolly, a Democrat from Virginia. On the Senate side, Gary Peters, a Democrat from Michigan, top Democrats, and Senator John Cornyn, a Republican, led Republicans in getting bills advanced at the Senate. Did How you long... do that Porky Pig thing before we were on the air? Yes. Right. Yes. Can I? Can you play that? I'm gonna... I, can, I, can, I don't. I can't. Why? On the show. Yeah, I'll take the blame. The reason the reason I want to play it is we've been referencing it, and I don't. I think the listeners need to know what I deal with, and, and what I deal with sometimes is is it's it's hard to imagine. It's Kenny dropping. starts off by saying he woke up with a new bass line he had to play, and he's, <laughs> so he's playing that, and then Reavers. Hold on, give me a second you know, here. A college graduate, which is hard to believe. Give me a little more higher nipple, uh, Kenny. He, he said, geez, one of my favorite things is Robin Williams. 
doing Porky Pig, and I thought, what are you talking about? Well, we can't hear it if Kenny's going to ruin it by play. Kenny, stop. <laughs> I'm driving in my car. <laughs> I turn on the radio. I pull you a little closer. <laughs> you say no. You say you don't like it. Like it? I say you're a wire. <laughs> but when we get it, it's like fire. <laughs> Oh. I just so hate myself for finding that funny. GLers, I am so I'm sorry. sorry. GLers, I didn't know at four thirty this morning when I woke up with that line in my head that this was going to torment you. I'm sorry. And you know, we all know each other pretty well. I knew oh, that the first thing I thought of when Kenny started to sing that song was I thought of the Robin Williams bit, and I thought I better not play it; it'll no. make Joe mad. And I went. Oh, wait, that's going to get Joe going. I should play that. <laughs> oh, God help us. And then you loved it. You thought it was funny. It's, it's not that. I just can't help myself. Just, just can't help myself. Good luck getting that song go. out of your head. It's been stuck since the show started. Oh, and jo Joe, I could not wait for John to sign on this oh. morning so I can talk to him about okay, it. Now, can John, does John play it on the guitar? He does, but there's a, there's a half the guitar, a second. John. There's a half a second lag. Well, so what? What key in Kenny? At this point, you have to do it in the I'm Pointer Sisters key. We never Which use it as waiting. What's this one? This one. Oops, I got a bad chord. What you ever? <laughs> this one. I would drive it in my car. <laughs> I it is hard to get even. Then it goes up. I think we're all cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> Back down. Back up. <laughs> I can't reach it. Then down to, I think it's A sharp. A sharp. station are we <laughs> <laughs> for those of you at home it should be in g but for it some should reason, be that's the springsteen well, one yeah and then there's small talk honey do you know who my favorite author is <laughs> wandy wayne white <laughs> and his wife is wendy webb <laughs> not gonna be barney miller <laughs> But oh, Rook, that no! Yeah. I need what? a month to okay, practice okay. that one. Rook, what should bring us even more joy <laughs> is when the mayor is on a one of those great car trips he likes to take throughout the summer, and he's yes. going to be having satellite radio on, yeah. and that song's going to come out. It's going to come out and drive <laughs> off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Start singing it. It's over fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Now, did he oh. sing it as Porky Pig or Elmer Fudd? Elmer Fudd. That was oh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Porky Pig, he'd be stuttering. You never get through it. That's right. true. God, speaking yeah. of Porky Pig, you guys, this morning, a um, first unit driver called into a base and said uh, he just pulled over to help a guy on the side of the road. He walked up to the window and the guy was asleep with no pants on. Oh, oh. Whoa. Yeah. I turned on a <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All the, right, uh, thank porky, you, John. Porky, <laughs> porky Pig one is Blue Christmas, remember? Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> 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 it takes seven minutes. Yeah. All right, thank you. Moon Motorsports up in Monticello, 52 years strong, as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer, bringing us the very best in outdoor recreation. And now that spring is here, we're going to talk snow. Next year's snow and the Polaris snow check that is happening right now. You can reserve a 2024 Polaris Dream Sled. The snow check process, not only easy, but a lot of fun. Gives you something to look forward to all summer long. Call Moon today to get started. And it's like picking out a new car. You pick the model, the color, the options. It's awesome. And since we're talking snow... Right now, all of the snow gear, all of the apparel at Moon on sale, 30%. That's whopping. So get in there and uh, get yourself a new suit. Moon Motorsports, Polaris, Skidoo, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am, and all the Euro brands right there. Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Justice and the Suture. Me? Oh. We're not going to be on tomorrow. There will be a best there of will garage be a, logic. There will be a broadcast. Uh, but that's two Fridays in a row. We will not let that happen next Friday. We'll be back next Friday. We'll be on all next week. You guys will do a great job. But I want to leave you with this thought. Uh... The St. Paul School Board has authorized the super to enter into a purchase agreement with Houghton Mifflin Harcourt and Savas Learning Company for a new K-12 math curriculum. Because hmm. that must be the reason the kids are flunking math. I think math, so. I think right? that is, yeah, most likely. The program provides a high-quality, culturally responsive K-12 math curriculum, okay? That's what it is then. What the hell is culturally responsive math? Gobbledygook. Somebody's just spending more money. Well, can't we all just draw our own conclusion what that means? Culturally responsive math. Does that mean you don't have to pass it? Well, don't you you see that as it's just lowering standards? Yeah, you make people less. That's all it is. I'm driving in my car. <laughs> Only because, you know, Reavers. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. Check them out. It's cool stuff at Worldwide Waftage. Worldwide Waftage? Exactly what I was saying. Worldwide Waftage. Jeez, God <laughs> <in> heaven. <laughs> on this day. No. On this day in 1823. Uh, March 23rd. Henry A. Swift. <laughs> Only better in song. Henry A. Swift was born in Ravenna, Ohio. He was served as governor for six months during the Civil War, succeeding Alexander Ramsey, who left office for the U.S. Senate. Swift died on Feb 25, 1869 in St. Peter. On this day in 1860, 323, convicted of poisoning her husband Stanislaus, Anne Bolansky was executed in St. Paul. Bolansky would be the only woman and the first white person to be legally executed 
prosecuted in the state, although serious doubts about her guilt still persist. Huh. Hmm. On this day in 1971, three, two, three. Minnesota was among the first states to ratify the 26th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution which gave U.S. citizens 18 years of age or older the right to vote in local, state, and national elections. Both Minnesota and Delaware claim to be the initial actor on this important issue, although one Minnesota legislator who voted against ratifying calls the state's role a dubious pleasure. Ratification by the necessary number of states would be completed later in the year. And finally, on this day in 2002... Joe, today is March 23rd. That's 21 years ago. uh, On this day. uh, Is this Wellstone? No. The University of Minnesota Gophers wrestling team won their second consecutive NCAA national championship. I didn't know that. Very nice. Matthew, do you have your email up? Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Does that conclude this day in history? Yeah. Uh, There's been, if you're on the town council, you've been privy to uh, me taking a little heat off the air due to my... uh, Heavy uh, ad schedule the past week or so. In order to rectify that, I've invited uh, our friend Elmer Fudd to do the oh, uh, Maple God, Grove no. Lock and Safe <laughs> ad. Go uh, Take it away, Elmer. Hey, there was a Wibbity Safe's on sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. <laughs> oh, Howdy, GLs. Kenny here. Save up to $400 for March 1st on three different... Wait, that's April 1st. Oh, April 1st. <laughs> April 1st day. <laughs> that's on three different Wibbity safes. Listen to all these options. Colonial series with the level four security and 75-minute fire protection waiting are still on sale with $400 off. The fat boy, level five, and one ten-minute fire waiting is still $300 off. The Centurion 24 is $300 off. The Wibbity Safe sign lineup is the best money can buy. <laughs> Made here in the United States of America. Transferable lifetime warranties. What is it? Transferable oh. lifetime warranties. <laughs> and thanks to Witch at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, <laughs> professional delivery and installation is available. Thanks, Stop Witch. in and meet and greet Witch at 6901 East Fish Wake Road and check out the entire lineup of maplegrovewalkandsafe.com. That's maplegrovewalkandsafe.com. 5960. <laughs> now back to the show. <laughs> I'm driving in my car. Oh, all right. I turned on the radio. I'm just emailing the sales department. Hey, guys, we owe Maple Grove an ad. No, we don't. <laughs> Who could do it better than Elba Maple Grove. Walking safe. Boom, 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 boom. I'm driving in your car. They turn on the radio. I think you're going too fast. So I ask you to go slow. But then you take a white turn. And we go to White Castle. Because I'm so hungry. My stomach is on fire. And then we park your car. 
GarageLogic.com through the online store and to look how you can sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council, which is second to none for 100 council? bucks a year. Town Council. It ends with a W. Council. That is GarageLogic.com online store. Flip over to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on the Garage Logic channel and you'll be entertained as well. Where else can you get more free entertainment than this, folks? Garage Logic is number one. And number two is so far down, it doesn't even matter. We might even be number two as well. One, two, and three? Yeah, I think We're so. We're gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> Goodbye. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same, especially in these volatile times. So don't delay. Pick up the phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608 for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. You're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And the man himself is with us once again. Josh today you're starting to see some green after all that sell-off aren't we it'll be very nice to see even more green in the coming weeks as the snow disappears the grass returns the twins show up at target field the robins dance in the trees yep spring is as they say spring is a time of renewal we are in spring i'm very hopeful for the twins and i continue to be continue to be hopeful for my stocks and the market overall as we have been saying volatility will continue in the market and it will vary from sector to sector yesterday after the fed's announcement of a 25 basis point hike in interest rates, which was expected by many, including myself, as we had talked earlier this week. Jay Powell said there's still in inflation in the system. The Fed is still on the path to bring inflation down. They still have numerous concerns, but they are looking at the banking system, which they do say is solid, but they are concerned that with some of the issues facing the banks, again, that we have discussed due to banks' holdings of long-term or longer-term government securities and the value of those securities coming down as interest rates have gone up has put many banks' balance sheets at risk and banks could start to tighten credit. So we don't have a credit issue, but banks could start to tighten credit, which would make it difficult to for businesses to get loans, uh, consumers to get car loans or home loans, etc. I'll say the issue with, with the banks and tightening credit due to the bank's bond holdings being worth less could help the Fed in their attempts to bring down inflation. And Powell did bring this up. The job market is still and wages are still moving up, so the Fed is still concerned with that. And you know my feelings about employment. More people working at whatever wage, the better it is for the economy. I'm more on a growth mode, not in a stop or stall the economy mode. 
growth will definitely help to also bring down inflation. Nike did report their earnings, switching to some individual stocks. Uh, Nike reported their earnings. They did better than people expected and did see some positive news for their products. Nike also is still seeing some success in direct-to-consumer, but looks to be returning to selling more products in the store. At least that is the takeaway from an interview that was done with the CEO, or the newer CEO of Foot Locker. Foot Locker, by the way, did better than expected with their earnings reports, did say that they are going to be cutting stores but adding some new concept stores and also increasing the pay of their associates. Foot Locker is going to be concentrating on the sneaker culture. Oh, that fits in with one of my focus areas, that being focus areas that I have with you know my clients, our companies involved in the Internet, leisure-related companies, China-related businesses, real assets, and I do some short-term trading. We do keep our asset allocation model keeping up to 30% in cash and the balance invested in companies within that focus area. Now, Foot Locker does look to be very interesting. Yes, it's a retailer. Retailers are going to have a tough time if the economy slows down. But my father used to say, regardless of what's happening in the economy, and particularly in a slowing economy, people still need new shoes. People are still going to buy shoes, and more people are, we'll say, running around, whether it's in sneakers or running shoes. And many of them could be running to not just my favorite running stores, TC Running, with as many locations in the Twin Cities, but companies like Foot Locker or Dick's or Academy, Academy Sports. Foot Locker is trading at a very low price earnings multiple, a positive for value-oriented retailers. It's trading at less than half the sales, another value metric. It does carry a 4% yield, and it's currently trading at the bottom of a recent range, another company to consider. On the downside today, companies called Block, used to be known as Square, is dealing with a short seller who is really attacking, attacking it. They said after two years of research, they say that they have some major dis- disagreements with Square's accounting, particularly in their cash apps business. Here it was, I thought that Square... Square could be considered an alternative bank, and there are many people that use it as an alternative bank, particularly using their cash app. Square has not uh, returned analyst comments about the short seller, but uh, Square did take, saw its stock uh, go down. Banks, now I'm staying away from, from banks. Well, that's not new news. I've stayed away from banks for decades. But given some of Powell's comments and given some of the portfolios, I'll stay away from banks and stick with my growth-oriented companies. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, a number that will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day and a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You have a good trip. Thank you, sir. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.